Welcome to Pastors Confidential. We're Michelle and Eric Waters. Two pastors. One podcast. Here's what we're talking about today. Well, hello, hon. How are you? I am good. How are you? I'm doing great, thanks. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I saw a good movie last night. Uh, don't, don't, don't. Do <laughs> Stop it. Okay, we're not going to go there. We're going to start with, well, what are we going to start with? We missed last week because you were at a conference, so maybe we should start with that. How was your conference? Sure, it's a great conference. And so it was a conference in uh, Orlando, about a mile or so outside the main gate of Walt Disney World. And it's a, a conference. The first two days were intensive pastoral coaching from about 9 in the morning to 5.30 in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the next three days were intensive um, deep dives into various church systems. So, you know, how do you run a church? What are the systems it operates on? How do you improve them? It's great stuff. Uh, really inspiring conference. Um, and what was really helpful, you know, you, you come out of these things with so many ideas yeah. of what you could do. And then you have to say, okay, well, I can't possibly do them all, but what are the three, four, five things I can do this year? Okay. Uh, and since I was by myself in a hotel, you know, and I didn't have any uh, church commitments or family commitments, I was able just to kind of shut the door and really think through what I want to accomplish in this upcoming church year. Okay. So it was, it was very, very helpful. It was a great conference, uh, but I didn't very much miss my family. Yes, being right next yes. to Disney, considering how many times we walked yeah. those streets yeah, it was, with small people. Exactly. Now, so. for me, I would have been just overjoyed to not be walking those streets with small people. But right. you actually entered the gates of Disney. I did. Yeah, I got one. Uh, so I, there, I was there for five evenings, I yeah. guess. And four mm-hmm. evenings, you know, I, I did some work in my room. But the other one, uh, I treated myself to uh, to go into Epcot, to the yes. World Showcase. Mm-hmm. And kind of walked my way around the, the various countries of the World Showcase. And then hopped on the monorail, went over to the Magic Kingdom for... Pirates of the Caribbean and the Jungle Cruise and Big oh Thunder. Gosh, yeah. so well, Epcot fun. is the best. I, I would have walked Epcot with you. That is mm-hmm. fun. We've had a lot of good restaurant experiences there and whatnot. But wait, can you do that now? I thought you can't do Park Hopper. I thought you can't get from Epcot to on no, one you, ticket. You, you can, yeah, oh. but you have to get reservations oh. uh, at one ticket. Yeah, I think okay. things have really changed things with COVID. Things have changed, it's, yeah. It's quite hard. And with their politics, but we won't get into that. Yes. Okay. Yeah, so it was a great day. Okay, it, was, good. it was a very, very good week. Um, it was it was intense, but a very good week. Good. And uh, I think it'll be a real blessing to people in this year to come. Yeah. And while you were gone, Sophia flew all yeah. the way back from Germany. That's right. So she's home now. So we got all six kids under one roof. Which is very apparent that yeah. our roof has gotten smaller and smaller. Yeah. Under which we live. <laughs> it's it's hard to believe too, because I you know I was talking to. To Ellie yesterday, and I said, you know, our, our this house is 50% bigger than the house we had in Ohio, but it still feels really small. And she's like, well, that's because we're all twice the size. Well, that is, that's know? the thing. I was talking to the woman who cut my hair the other day, and we were talking about, you know, traveling in the car with kids and our RV trip and all these things. And she's got four kids, but they're all under 13, and they're also just really, like, small. She's like, oh, we're, like, small, petite people and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well... 50, like 85% of our family is like almost six feet tall and they don't fit anywhere. So it's, yeah, that's the biggest issue. I think like, it's just, they're so, most of them are like almost adults or whatever, or are adults and they have stuff that comes back from college that we didn't have here before. And so it's just, yeah, it's, it's a little chaotic around here. If you came in, it wouldn't probably look as organized as normal, but that's okay. It's it's fun. fun. It's great to have them all together. It's, it's, It's really nice. And it's only a couple weeks. 
Um, um, and then they start kind of scattering again. So. Yeah, well, Ellie leaves, and then but Sophie's got like six weeks here. Oh, good, mm-hmm. good. So, so it's great for me. It's wonderful to have them all. I was thrilled to see everybody in church, and I wanted to join you in the pew, but you guys took up the whole pew. Yeah, so you I didn't sit fit. in front of you. Yeah, but that is unusual too to have all of our kids in one service. Mm-hmm. We might all be there on a Sunday, but we might not all be at the same service. So that yeah. was fun. Yeah. And it's also the beginning of football season today. I mean, they've been training all summer, but actually, first official practice for some of our kids today which is a big deal. We're going to be kind of busy now in the next couple of weeks with that. Yeah, because we got three boys playing football. Mm-hmm. So we got the, the high school level, the junior high level, mm-hmm. or middle school level, and then, you know, Maddie's... Starting tackle Just for the starting first tackle time. football mm-hmm. today, yeah. He's so been big playing deal. flag. So yeah, it's big time, big time. And then what is this? Oh, football, yes. And we're coming up on our six-year anniversary in Texas. Uh, well, actually, this is... We've just completed six years. Yeah, Not I guess quite that's yet. Right. Yeah. Well, we arrived like today or something. Well, I know, but I call it August 1st. I think August 6th was our first Sunday yes. at church. Okay. But yeah, so we've completed six years here and starting our seventh year, which is pretty okay. darn nice. Yep. Seven-year itch. Is that, so, are we going to get the seven-year itch? Oh, no. No, we're very, very happy here. <laughs> very happy here. <clears throat> yes, we've made that But it's clear. wonderful to be here. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, so it, it's been great. I was, I was thinking about that. So, you know, six years. Holy mm-hmm. cow. So I'm very okay. excited. And um, Oh, and then one last thing we should okay. touch base on is we had a, uh, a pool party up at Esperanza for the church. And that was great fun. Yes. We had a lot of people there yeah. and uh, had a great time. Yeah, mixing of the worlds, the church family and the neighborhood family. Yeah, it was really so that fun. Was fun. Mm-hmm. It was it was nice to see, and then it was good just to the, the great blessing about things like that is you just have time to actually sit down and visit with people, mm-hmm. you know, which we never have time to do on a Sunday morning. Yeah, so not it was too good. Much. Okay, well, let us go on. This is our final episode in the six more Psalms of Summer series, and we are going to talk about one hundred and three today, which is the one my class will be talking about on Wednesday. But we missed 19. Uh, my class didn't miss it, but you and I missed it mm-hmm. on the podcast. So we might touch on that, but we'll just kind of see how time goes. Sure. So let's start with 103. Do you want to read? The whole thing? Well, what it's, do you think? It's 22 I mean, verses, and that would take the rest well, of the podcast. It would not it take would the... It's, okay, well, how about then you have some sections. Yeah, so do you want to okay. read the first so section? If you got your Bible open, I'd say take a look at it. And uh, it, especially when you're dealing with longer passages of Scripture, uh, an important thing to do is, is to eyeball it. So you look at it. And, uh, and very often the editors will break it into sections for you. Uh, and that's helpful. Mm-hmm. And so as you look at Psalm 103, if it's 22 verses, but they're not just 22 verses, one after another, after another, after another, there's a, a rhyme and a reason to it. And so if you notice, it, it begins uh, with verse 1, Bless the Lord, O my soul. And it ends with verse 22, Bless the Lord, O my soul. So there's that bookend yeah. you and I have spoken about a lot. Yes. Uh, and then there are four sections. And the first begins, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. So that's talking about you know, praising God, giving him thanks. Verse 5 is a transition. So it talks about how your youth is renewed like the eagles. And that brings up the next section, verse 6 through 14, which is about God's covenant with his people. And so that language of eagles is, uh, is very covenantal language. So when God brought his people up out of Egypt, he said, I have brought you up out of Egypt on eagles' wings. And brought hmm. you to myself. Did not know that. So I'm here, right? Oh my goodness, missed so, that. So uh, verses 6 through 14 is about God's covenant with his people, his steadfast love for them. Okay, well, why don't you not get too far? Are you well, going to go outline the and then you're going to exactly, read the right. section? Okay. Verse 14 is, an, again, another transition. Okay. For he knows our frame, he remembers that we are dust. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that leads into the third section, verses 15 through 19, which are about mortality, at the brevity of our life and the eternity of God's love. Um, and then that section ends in verse 19. Again, there's another transition. The Lord has established his throne in the heavens, 
and his kingdom rules over all. And so the final section talks about blessing God in heaven and on earth. So you see there's four sections with transition verses between each. And it begins and ends with the same verse. Okay, well. So that's helpful for people to make sense of a big, big chunk of scripture. Okay, and that's one way we can break it up. So then why don't you read your first section, which is what, one through five? Yeah, great section. Okay. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquity and heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with steadfast love and mercy, who satisfies you with good so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Okay. Yes, of course, you're using ESV. Mm -hmm. And and in the class, we're using NIV. But everything's the same except for the bless the Lord versus praise the Lord. Sure. And I will say I like bless the Lord. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of hymns about that. Yeah, there's so many. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. And then there's that great song in um, Godspeed, isn't it? Bless. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. This, yeah, you uh, know what I'm yeah, talking about. I, I, yeah, I, I, yeah, I can't think of it now. I could sing it, but I'm not going to. But it's a great song. Okay, mm-hmm. go ahead. Uh, so this first section here is um, is about blessing the Lord, right? And a couple weeks ago, I preached on the Lord's Prayer. And this would be an illustration of hallowing God's name. So how do we make God's name holy? Well, it's, it's holy in and of itself. But we hallow his name by remembering and praising God for the good things he's done. So who forgets all your, uh, who, uh, who forgives. forgives all your iniquities, heals your diseases, redeems your life, crowns you with mercy and kindness, satisfies you with good, renews your youth. Yes. So this would be an so example of, of, of giving God thanks and praise for what he's done. Mm-hmm. And you could, I think in class what we did was you, we kind of went over those, like for instance, who forgives all your sins? Well, then you can use that as a prayer time to ask God for right. forgiveness for certain sins, heals all your diseases. You could pray for... You know, if you're struggling with something right mm-hmm. now, redeems your life from the pit. Like, what are you in the pit with yeah. right now? And how has God, God crowned you, you know, with love and compassion? So you can take these categories and, you know, use them in your own prayer life. Absolutely. And, oh, and speaking of your Lord's Prayer Sermon, mm-hmm. people really enjoy that from what I've heard. Okay. And so if you want to hear that, if you're not from St. John and you want to hear, uh, what was it, two weeks ago? Two weeks ago. So it had been the uh, 24th Okay, so July. you could look at St. John YouTube. Yeah. Uh, and look up the July, what did you say? July 24. July 24 on the Lord's Prayer was a good way to use the Lord's Prayer. Yeah. Okay. So that's the first section. And then there's this transitional verse, uh, who satisfies you with good so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Mm -hmm. And again, that that, that imagery of eagle uh, brings up God's covenant with his people when he brought them up out of uh, of, uh, Egypt. Mm -hmm. And Isaiah uses that imagery. And Isaiah, Mm -hmm. right. But Isaiah is looking back to the original covenant. Okay. And then verses 6 through 14, a very long section, but it talks about God's covenant with his people. So the Lord works righteousness and justice for all who are oppressed. He made known his ways to Moses, his acts to the people of Israel. The Lord is merciful, gracious, slow to anger, abounding in steadfast love. That's all very covenantal language. This is how God has revealed himself to his people. Um, And and notice uh, that it's on those who fear him, right? That his, his steadfast love is on those who fear him. Yeah. And one of the problems is that we don't always fear God. And that's well illustrated if you march your way through the Old Testament. Yeah. You realize how faithful God is to his people and mm-hmm. how faithless they are to him. Right. And so many of his blessings do sort of are contingent on our fearing him, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but then there is this, uh, this promise that even though uh, you know, he will not always chide, this is verse 9, nor will he keep his anger forever. And then beautiful, beautiful language, right? For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his steadfast love toward those who fear him. 
As far as the east is from the west, so far does he remove his transgressions from us. That's our memory verse for this week. So That's those a two, wonderful yes, passage. they are very nice. And as a father shows compassion to his children, so the Lord shows compassion to those who fear him. Mm-hmm. So it's three wonderful, wonderful, beautiful uh, images of how God's, God's love for us, God's forgiveness of us is far greater than any sin that we could possibly sin against him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's nice that that's included. He will not always accuse, nor will he harbor his anger forever. Because at the beginning, we're giving thanks for all the things he's mm-hmm. done. And sometimes we have to give thanks, you know, for the things he has not done, right. like to us, based on what we deserve to be done, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and, and I would say that um, there might even, perhaps I'm reading this too much, but there might even be a reference to the exile in verse 12, as far as the east is from the west. Because when, when at last God was through with his people and he exiled them uh, from, from Jerusalem, he brought them east into Babylon. And that was the consequences mm. of their sin. But even as God did that, he said to them, there will come a day when I bring you back, when I will, I will mm. forgive your iniquities and remember them no more. I'll bring you back to the promised land. Okay, interesting. So I wonder if it's sort of like, you know, as, as far as your consequences go, as far east as Babylon, Yet as far as the east is from the west, so great is God's love for you. Mm. So that uh, his, his forgiveness, his steadfast love, is far outpaces any, uh, any faithlessness on our part. Yes. Amen to that. Yeah. And again, it read, there ends in with this another transition verse. Because he remembers our frame. He remembers that we are dust. And that, that brings up the third section about the shortness of our life, human mortality, uh, compared to God's steadfast mm-hmm. love for all eternity. And this is the kind of stuff I love. I was going to say, when you were talking about, yes, this is the kind of stuff Mm -hmm. you like. In in fact, one of your favorite verses is basically similar to this, the Isaiah passage. Yeah, verse 15. As for man, his days are like grass and he flourishes like a flower of the field. Yes. And that that shows up multiple times in the Bible. True. Um, For the wind passes over it, it's gone, its place knows it no more. But the steadfast love of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting on those who fear him. In his righteousness to children's children, to those who keep his covenant, remember his commandments. The Lord has established his throne in the heavens, and his kingdom rules over all. Yep. So the, the greatness of God's love compared to the, the brief, briefness of our lives. Yeah. And again, verse 19 is a transition verse. For the Lord has established his throne in the heavens, and then uh, it brings up the fourth and final section about blessing God in the heavens. Right. So bless the Lord, O you his angels. You mighty ones who do his word. Uh, bless the Lord, all his hosts, his ministers who do his will. Bless the Lord, all his works and all the places of his dominion. And bless the Lord, oh my soul. Mm-hmm. So it moves from heaven down to earth to the individual. Right. Okay, well, we should say a word, um, heavenly hosts. Mm-hmm. What is that? Is it just another name for the angels? Yeah, so a host is an army. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's the root word of uh, hostile, mm-hmm. know, hostile forces. So a host is an old-fashioned word for army. So the heavenly hosts is the heavenly army, which would be God's uh, God's core of angels mm-hmm. who do his will. Right. Yep. And then this um, verse 19, the Lord has established his throne in heaven and his kingdom rules over all. That's a good thing for us to remember. You know, when we feel like the world is spinning out of control or whatever, we remember that God is actually in control, that he knows what's happening. Uh, apparently, Luther and Melanchthon. Melanchthon was another reformer, mm-hmm. right, of the same time. And apparently he was quite an anxiety-ridden man, according to Luther. And so when Lu- when he worried, Luther would quote him this verse and say, Let not Philip, that's his first name, Melanchthon, let not Philip make himself any longer the ruler of the world. Oh, I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we do that too. 
we sort of make ourselves, we feel like we're in control yeah. or we want to be in control, which of course we do. Um, but we realize very quickly that we're not. And yet that's okay because the Lord is. I like that. That'll preach. That'll preach. That'll preach. I That'll like preach. That. So it's a wonderful psalm. I mm-hmm. mean, they're, 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 uh, there's so many verses that just pop out at you. So many verses show up uh, in various hymns. Yes, you know, that's this, for sure. Um, I, I know there's a contemporary music song that came out probably 10 years ago by this point. You know, uh, as far as the east is from the west. Mm-hmm. Was a very and he will raise you up on song. eagle's wings. Raise Although that's from eagles. Isaiah, but the imagery but is But still, there. the imagery is the right. same. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, but this line, too, is the Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in, in love. That's from ex- uh, Exodus, I guess, yeah. the first time yeah. it appears. Yeah, and so that's that's God's covenantal language. Mm-hmm. And he reveals himself, the Lord. The, and so when, when he's passing by Moses in the rock, and he says, I will speak my name to you. And this is this is what God tells us of mm-hmm. himself. Right. That's a wonderful psalm. I mean, just a, just a great psalm. It is. Yeah. Okay, well, since that we got through that pretty good, should we just touch on 19 really quick? Sure. It's I another have not done my one. homework for well, that. Let's just, well, let's just read it because 19 is actually not that long, and it's a beautiful psalm as well. Many people will definitely know the second part of it. Uh, I need to find it in my notes here in our little notebook. Yeah, it's right before 20. I know, but I'm yeah. not looking in the okay. Bible. I'm looking in my little... All right. Thing that I prepared well, for the while babies. you're flipping, so again, if uh, if you're open at it, you know, you just you take a look. It's it's uh, 14 verses, yeah. but the editors have broken it up for us. So verses one through six are one section, you know, talking about the glory of God in creation. Verses seven through 13, uh, seven through 11, are another section talking about uh, the glory of God in His law. In His law. And then the final section, verses 12 through 14, are really about our ourselves. Yeah. And some people have uh, broken it up like the first part is about the world, in other mm-hmm. words, creation and what God's created and that we should be able to recognize a creator from what we see. And then the second part is about the word. Yeah. So the world and the word. Um, so why don't you read the whole thing? Because it is so good. We'll sure. read the whole thing and we'll just say a few words and wrap it okay. up. Okay. Okay. This is Psalm 19. Uh, the heavens declare the glory of God and the sky above proclaims his handiwork. Day to day pours out speech and night to night reveals knowledge. There is no speech, nor are there words whose voice is not heard. The voice goes out throughout all the earth and their words to the end of the world. In them he has set a tent for the sun, which comes out like a bridegroom leaving his chamber and like a strong man runs his course with joy. Its rising is from the end of the heavens and its circuit to the end of them, and there is nothing hidden from its heat. The law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The precepts of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The rules of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, even much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and drippings of the honeycomb. Moreover, by them is your servant warned, for in keeping them there is great reward. Who can discern his errors? Declare me innocent from hidden faults. Keep back your servant also from presumptuous sins, and let them not have dominion over me. Then I shall be blameless and innocent of great transgression. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Another great one. Yeah. A lot of preachers begin their sermon with this final verse in verse yep. 14. That was our memory verse. Yeah. Um, just may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing to you. That kind of idea. We can start our prayers uh, with that mm-hmm. as well, sort of invocation. Um, but anyways, it's just a beautiful psalm, especially about the word of the Lord. 
Yeah. You know, this term, the law can refer to, it could refer to the actual law, but it also refers to the entire revelation. Um, so, you know, just the law of the Lord is perfect. It refreshes. The statues are trustworthy. The precepts are right. You know, it's not going to lie to you. The word no. of God is not going to lie to you. It's always trustworthy. Yeah. And you mentioned about the two words, though, the word and the world, mm -hmm. I think is how you put it. <clears throat> Uh, the Puritan, uh, the Puritans, you know, the Pilgrim Fathers, mm -hmm. uh, spoke often about the two books of Revelation. There was uh, the book of creation okay. and the book of Revelation, and mm -hmm. God has written them both. Uh, but in the book of creation, we see that there is an almighty God who has made all things. Right. But we don't really know who this God is, except through the book of Revelation, which is his word for us. And you don't mean the book of Revelation. No, no. You mean, what, what I yes, meant is the uh, revealed the, word. There you go. Yes, uh, the just book. so people know. Right. Okay, and that's that's actually exactly the way the psalmist wrote it because the first verses use the very gen generic term for God, which is not even Elohim, but just oh, El. Well, look at you. Yes. Yeah. And then the second section uses the familiar and personal Yahweh. Yeah. So yes, in creation we can see that there's a creator, and in Romans it tells us that we're. We really have no excuse not to say someone is behind this, um, but we can't know that we can't know Jesus through the creation. We need to be told about Him. Amen. Yes. Amen. Okay. Amen. I can't believe it's been quiet for like twenty-one minutes. Not a dog peep and not a child peep. Well, let me we're give good. one hint because I'm, okay. I'm sure people are worried, wondering what kind of movie it was that I watched last no, night. No, no one's wondering. No, I'll just say it was a most excellent movie. Oh my we'll goodness. We'll leave it at that. And they'll know what it is. Yeah. Yes. And your wife doesn't like movies like that. Not slapstick. What is it? Is it considered slapstick? It's considered high art. No, it's not. No, it's considered just a stupid movie. It's a so. stupid movie, yeah. But anyways, yeah. Um, that's fine. But we should also just do a quick plug for, uh, you'll be teaching Crossways again. Yeah, after yes, many I'll be teaching years. Crossways. Uh, I, I love this course. You know, you and I have gone through seminary level education. Uh, but what I loved about Crossways was that it, it, it kind of ties it all together mm -hmm. and so it, it takes the whole story of the bible and it gives an overarching framework for it ties it all together uh, and uses images and imagery to do it so it, i think it's a, a very powerful course strong course and yeah you know we've got a lot of people signing up it's going to be starts uh, august 17th august 17th you can Wednesdays jump in and out yeah and it's going to be an, i'll take two years to go from genesis to revelation uh -huh. Uh, but of course, you're not, you know, you're not making a two-year commitment. No. It's just 10 weeks at a time. Yeah, they're 10 so. weeks at a time. So you could come in and come out. And I think a lot of people stay in. But anyways, that's Wednesday nights. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to it because it's been, you know, we've been here seven years and I haven't really had the chance to teach an in-depth, regular not Bible in study. So two years I'm is very in really looking forward to it. All right, good. So we will, I'm not sure what's happening with our next series, but we will see you soon. Talk to you later.